in a Christmas movie. Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas, Santa. Merry Christmas. Uh, ah! Ah! What's going on? Where are we? Did you go to bed with your hair and makeup done? Did you go to bed with your hair and makeup done? This place is amazing. It's almost like... We're, We're in a, a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie! Holiday falls. Oh, it's like a Christmas dream. Or a Christmas nightmare. Now, how do we get home? I guess I need to find my storyline. Did you hear? Hear what? Our Christmas festival is in trouble. What about my bow? Your bow? My handsome prince, whose romantic potential I've long overlooked, even as it stared me right in the face. My name is Dustin. I'm here to help. Every great party needs a good theme. So I was thinking something along the lines of winter, winter wonderland. Oh, wait. Did you steal my binder? No, I did not. Did you? Steal mine? <laughs> Hi. Oh, oh, oh. Nice of you to drop in. No. Maybe you want to drop by the bakery tomorrow? Okay, fine. And it's a date. It's not a date. Paul, it's not a date. Paul said you came to help us decorate cookies. I would love to help you. It's actually the most fun I've had in a while. I just. This place is so different from where I'm from. You have the perfect life here in Holiday Falls. Sometimes I wonder if this is the life I chose or just the one I escaped to. I wished for a perfect Christmas, but my perfect Christmas needs to be back home. I'm tired of running, but what do we do? We're gonna take a risk and we're gonna save Christmas. Welcome to They Called Us a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes on the podcast services by searching They Called Us a Movie. We are part of the Main Damien Network. If you find more from us, check out the website at themaindamien.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Main Damien. We're also now a proud member of Geek Fives Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Called Us a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchi, and with me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hello. Uh, just a thought from this movie we watched. Do you think there's some towns that get their names? After somebody keeps like pushing for it because they like the like uh, like they do in this movie, they do Holiday Falls after like somebody on the council is just like, come on, it's funny. Let's do it. And finally, they were just like, sure, whatever, Jeff. It's, you know, I think it's like they just try to think of the most corny, the most corny name you could possibly think of for for, like a Hallmark type of movie. You know, I, I take it for both fictional for the movies and in real life towns that are like named for that. It's just one person was pushing for it. And finally the whole council just gave up and was like, sure. I mean, you would know, you would know better than us for coming from the, the state of intercourse and Jim Thorpe. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's my, my favorite, my favorite street in Philadelphia is there's a street called just new street and like N E W street. I'm just assuming that, but when they built that little, cause it's only one block long. They mm-hmm. built it, and they were like, "Oh, we have to name this now." Yeah, it's there's <laughs> the placeholder was New Street, and they just never changed it. <laughs> there's a 
a sign on my way in between my parents and my house that's just a sign and it says Mount Misery and like a points to the right or something. <laughs> like, geez, Mount Misery. So on point with yeah. That's where that guy's ex-wife lives. Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so this week, I don't know if we have so much to talk about, except I think Mark has a, something that he watched, which is... Which is different because it's usually the opposite. So I got turned on to this uh, because the um, sorry to mix podcast here, but you guys will find this really interesting. You um, fucking bastard! Um, they <laughs> He's sneaking uh, his way in. <laughs> the The video game awards were this week, and um, I got tuned in with people talking about it. That there that at one point on TBS there was a video game awards called Cybermania '94, um, which was hosted by Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And Leslie Nielsen. And it may be the most like attempt to make a video game thing like the Emmys. Um, and you could tell how like it had all those old like 90s graphics, like with everything was lowercase level letters and like flashing on the screen. And um they they had the guy that does the voice of Bugs Bunny came out and did like a quick three um in there for no reason at all speaking in different accents wait wait, Um, this was a video game or a video game award ceremony video game award ceremony from the 90s from the 90s yep you spent your time this week watching a 25 year old video game awards that took that aired on tbs i i had a lot of time on my hands for certain reasons the superstation the Superstation, yes. It came on at, at 8.05. Um, but the best part about it, it's the thing on YouTube, um, had the old commercials in it. So it had all these great 90s commercials in it, including the fact that they used to sell Big Macs two for $2. Damn, apparently. that's a deal. Um, and the, my favorite part of the whole thing, it was before he had done anything, but apparently Will Arnett is in it. As one of the like cut two people, like we'll go to Will Arnett in Secaucus, New Jersey, and he's sitting there interviewing people in an arcade. It was the wow. wildest thing I've ever seen. Lord. Fever dream. Yeah, it's insane. Like Sarah Chalk was one of the presenters, and they did like best like uh, video game acting, and the winner were the two people that showed up essentially because um, <laughs> they did all the cutaways, and it was the only two people there, and they both won. Well, um, was this Sarah Chalk Roseanne or Sarah Chalk yeah. Scrubs? Yeah, if it was ninety in the nineties, yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Good um, lord, man! So yeah, it was funny. And then Leslie Nielsen did this whole thing where there was a Back to the Future skit or something. Um, it was it's it's insane. How much of this did you watch? Um, it's about two hours. So <laughs> about two hours. You could have watched Dune, man. I could have watched Dune. <laughs> This it was one of those things you guys have had this happen to you before where you start watching something and you just have to keep watching to see how f- much further it goes. Like, I'm like, this can't get any more 90s, you know, and then the voice of Bugs Bunny shows up for no reason. Yeah, I mean, this week, <laughs> this week has been pretty busy for me. So this week is like anytime I'm not doing something that I should be doing. I'm just like, oh, my God, I've wasted 10 minutes of my life when yeah. I could have been doing something uh, productive. So I haven't been having that week, so I can't really uh, commiserate with you. I'm just saying in general, in your life. No, yeah, I I get it. Yeah, Yeah. just not this week. This week is not Anthony's week to dick off. Um, But wow, yeah, that sounds super 90s. Was it presented by Surge? 
I don't know if Surge was out yet. Um, there was like a Nokia watch commercial they played like four times. Okay. Remember the watches that lit up? Sure. Yeah. yeah a whole bunch of stuff. It was, it, the commercials were the best part, to be honest. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like what was on? It was like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman on at that time. Would that have been one of the commercials like coming what, up? What did they the, the, the on TBS? Before? I don't think TBS had like no. It, 94 like it pro at best it would have been showing reruns of stuff like something okay yeah it was the only thing i can remember is they kept running an nba commercial Mm. yeah that makes sense and yeah and the mcdonald's commercials with the two for two deals which just made me sad (laughs) but they turn a profit (laughs) how could that be profitable for free to lay (laughs) you know these these companies (laughs) so if anybody's interested in train wrecks and have any nostalgia for insane 90s stuff. I recommend at least going through and scrubbing through the video. You'll see some good stuff. Gotcha. Uh, Dan, you said you had something for us this week. What do you got? Yeah, and I think this is probably a, a, a holiday question that's been, I'm sure it's been brought up at many a, a gathering, but I was just curious what your take is. So, you know, I'm, I'm going through the, the usual Christmas movies, and um, I've, I've watched like Jingle All the Way. Uh, the Santa Claus, uh, Christmas Vacation, so on and so forth. And you, I'll, I'll text you guys like, oh, these movies are such great PSAs for not having children. And I was curious, who is the worst child in a Christmas movie? Is it Jamie from Jingle All the Way or Charlie from the Santa Claus, the first Santa Claus? Mm. I will throw a third in there and say Please Randy do. from A Christmas Story. Ran- okay. Although Ralphie, too, is kind of a dick, yeah. too. I was going to say Ralphie's... Ralphie's kind of a narcissist. Yeah. Um, of those two, though. Um, Charlie. Uh, yeah, right? Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, just I tend to too. Yeah. Because yeah. Jamie... Because Jamie's dad is a shit, right? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. He's... it. He He's selling mattresses up until he has to leave, right? Yeah, um, something, something along those lines, right? He's selling something like that. Yeah, he's a mattress salesman. Um, and yeah, I, I don't really think Jamie, Jamie's annoying, but he doesn't really do anything particularly wrong. Yeah, I the, think he's Charlie's he's just, just an annoying. asshole. Yeah, Charlie's just an asshole. Yeah, and he's just fucking up his dad's spot. His dad specifically says, hey, cool it on the Santa talk. And Charlie just does not get it. He even agrees with him. He's like, yeah, okay, we'll do that. And then just, yeah, immediately tells everybody, oh, I'm going to the North Pole with my dad again. Yeah. Man, yeah, it's crazy talk. (laughs) The thing that bothers me with Charlie is he constantly complains, right? Like, like, how come anything I want to do is stupid? Like, because this stuff is stupid, Charlie. That's why the things you ask me to do are stupid. In the first act, Charlie is, is a terrible kid. And like he gets worse in the second movie. I don't really like the second movie. I've watched it a couple of times. I always feel like I watch about 45 minutes of the second movie and then just like, all right, well, we're done with this. Um, and he's worse there. But the I've first act, the, the first act, he's kind of insufferable, especially when they go to the go to Denny's and he orders a chocolate milk. And they just got we just got regular milk. Regular milk's fine. <laughs> he's got a big puss on his face. Yeah. Yeah, he's, that, he's a little bitch. Yeah, I, I I think Jamie is just... That's how I expect my child to be at one point or another when you know, they're of that the same age and there's a toy that they really want and I'm stressing myself out because I can't find the goddamn thing. 
Mm-hmm. My kids like, oh, remember what this, you know, remember what the, the slogan of this uh, toy is, dad, you know, blah, blah, blah. I always keep your promises. And I'll just, I'll silently curse myself. Like, why didn't I just, why didn't I just pull out? You know? <laughs> always keep your promises if you want to keep your friends. I've had to go up to here with this turbo man. Um, <laughs> yeah, Charlie is just really, he's just a sad sack. Yeah, he's a, he's a wet blanket, really. He's a child of divorce, so cut himself a little yeah. bit of slack. <laughs> well, I, but yeah, yeah. And his mo- you and you know cool the mom. You know his mom. Like when they're alone, when they're alone with Neil and him, she's just feeding him about how terrible her his dad is, how shitty yeah. she feels. Like she's like feeding him, like to 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 dislike his dad. I could imagine that. Yeah, with her stupid Uma Thurman Pulp Fiction haircut. <laughs> that was the style at the time. As was, was the it? style at the time. I, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I was very young in the in that in that time period, but I remember seeing some some uh, housewives with that hairstyle. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't. It was wasn't super popular, but I'd say it was. You know, I, I'd seen enough of it to to remember. Yeah, uh, yeah I I was just curious. I, I know there's. Are more there? There might be worse children in in as well, but having just watched those two, mm-hmm. those were two of the worst. Yeah, they're pretty bad. All right, I I haven't watched anything. This has been a crazy busy week. So I've watched all the things that I've watched plenty of times before. I've watched Home Alone, Christmas mm-hmm. Vacation. I watched It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. So I don't really have anything to talk about about those movies. So. Why don't we take a quick break and listen to some ads so we can pay those bills and we'll be back in a second. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into this week's movie. And this week was my week. And I picked a movie I'd never seen before. Um, we've done plenty of Christmas movies before. We never really touched a Lifetime slash Hallmark movie before. That's kind of by design. You know, those movies are kind of all the same. So it's just kind of like shooting fish in a barrel. But I kind of stumbled upon this while I was scrolling through Hulu looking for a Christmas movie to watch. Um, And what drew me to it was that it was a little bit of a meta kind of uh, nod to those movies. So I thought it was interesting enough in terms of the idea behind it uh, to to warrant a movie to discuss and that movie is a christmas movie christmas from 2019 and yeah it's a movie um (laughs) it's i don't know if it just by pointing out things about the the genre you're essentially making a movie in is enough to warrant like irony just because you're not really making a critique of it you're not turning any of these these uh uh what do we call it? Um, tropes. Tropes on their head. You're just kind of doing exactly what you're calling attention to the tropes and then just fulfilling those tropes. Um, so it's a little disappointing in that aspect of it. But I want to hear your opinions. Dan, where are you coming from from a Christmas movie Christmas? So, like yourself, I have never filmed uh, Letterbox, And one of the reviews was, you know, like, oh, it's a movie that's in on the joke of a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, it'll be interesting to see how characters that are aware will interact with their environment. So I, I thought that, like, it's cool that it's in on the joke, but it still took itself far too seriously. And they, the way that the characters know what's going on, like, oh, well, we have to continue down this road. Like, well, that's not what I was expecting. I thought they were, like Anthony was saying, I thought they were going to kind of turn it on its head where 
oh, you know, there's always there's always free cookies, and someone is someone's ruining the town. We got to save the town. And there's a a guy uh, who or someone hasn't had the Christmas spirit, and they got to find the Christmas spirit. I thought they were going to kind of play around with it, and it it really just turned it into your run of the mill Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh, albeit a little more tongue in cheek with it, but. I think they had a a good premise and they kind of, they missed the mark on it. What about you, Mark? Where are you coming from? Yeah. So I probably, um, had a little bit, um, higher expectations, um, for this, um, when Ant mentioned it, because mostly all the things he said, I, I like the idea of a, uh, movie turning a genre on its head, sort of, um, especially something that's been as, you know, copied and pasted as, Hallmark Christmas movies and and the, and the those in that same ilk. Um, but yeah, I I had I thought they were going somewhere with it. Uh, for three fourths of the movie, I was definitely Team Lacey, as she was the one basically going around like, "What the fuck is this? Why? What? You know, like, what are we mm-hmm. doing here? I just want to go home." No, that guy's a fucking creep. Pointing at the person that's supposed to be her love interest yeah. and um. I was like, okay, good. She's gonna she's gonna be the one to sort of point out all this weird stuff, and this girl's gonna realize that her life's fine, and you know she doesn't need to live in a Christmas movie. And then they get to the point where they could do that, and then they just completely just go, ah, fuck it, we're just gonna end it like all these other movies end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really disappointed me in that fact. Um, it it doesn't. There's no like, it doesn't stand out in terms of terribleness in in the acting department in reference to like this genre of movie, like there's nothing that makes it worse than any of those. It just seems like a, um, you know, another generic one when it could have been so much more, um, with the premise. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I was, I was expecting, um, something a lot different than I got. Um, but maybe I shouldn't have had the expectations I had going in and that is on me. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a movie of missed opportunities. Like it is, there is like the lesson here isn't the lesson that you feel like you hope it would no. you would learn. It's like yeah. they just kind of they fall back in line to exactly the same uh, genre that they're kind of lampooning in a way. Yeah. So it is like you hope that it's like she realizes, yeah, my I I I am avoiding my I am disassociating from my life by kind of absorbing these christmas holiday romance movies and i really need to take more control of my own life you know that should be the lesson that eve learns but she doesn't she 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 does kind of stick up for herself at the end but also like the guy she falls in love with in holiday cove also becomes magical and comes to live with her for some reason it's such a bad ending (laughs) yeah yeah they they basically do those lessons that we're talking about Ant. But they couch them with the guys magically traveling to the real world. Right. And if they would have just cut the guys showing up and just did the rest of that ending, I'd be like, okay, I get it. Not great. Um, but at least they learned their lesson and going through this whole experience made them better people. Um, but it by having those two guys show up out of nowhere, um, while a funny joke on paper when you write it um, doesn't help with the theme that maybe I was going for, I was anticipating a different theme than maybe the writers were um, in it. And that's why I was disappointed. 
but yeah, they if they get so close to the finish line or making a lot of the points that should be made about these movies, and they just fall back into the the trope of the movie instead of uh, making the statement. And yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was just disappointing in that sense. But I shouldn't have expected more because it was really this turning a genre on its head thing. I think we would have heard about it more. Sure. Yeah. I think it's definitely uh they they had their cake and they ate it too at the end. Like, yeah. They want you know what both. This should have been. I'm sorry to interrupt. This should have been uh a story where Eve and Lacey find love with each other. Uh because they're two totally <laughs> they're sisters. Different are they, are in real wait, in real life? Or no, in, the, in in the movie they're they're sisters. Yeah. Oh, I thought uh, okay. I did not know that they were sisters. <laughs> So no, they should not have found love. For too long. Oh, it turns out they're stepsisters. <laughs> yes, stepsister. What are you doing in the in the dryer? Uh, I did not. I did not realize that. I thought they were. I'm curious. They have the, the same movie, Grammy. Oh, in in uh, Holiday Falls, they do. Yes, but they're they are. They time. are. They are sisters in in the real world too. Yeah. Okay. I thought. Only in Holiday Falls where they so they they probably could have changed that to make it better. Where they're not <laughs> sisters, they don't look anything alike. Right? They, they don't look me, sisters, don't. but I if you told me they were related, like okay, I can see that. Okay, yeah, I I think that would have been a better. Again, it turns it on. Obviously, change that they're sisters because that's weird. But it, I mean, it, no, that would have been a very turn it on its head thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> no one sees that coming. <laughs> a Christmas movie. Uh, no, I thought that would have been more like I guess I I totally did not pick up on that they were sisters. I thought they were just friends that um you know that they would kind of learn to respect each other and not need uh a, a Paul or a Chad or a Dustin. You know, they they didn't need a guy to make their holidays brighter. I thought that would have been a little and it would have made the ending way better instead of having Dustin and Paul magically appear out of nowhere. Um, and that's just my opinion. Obviously, it makes zero sense now that I know that they're sisters in the movie. But so. but we at least got to a good point. Paul still appears and is still a creep yes. because he just appeared in their apartment, which I'm sure the door was locked. <laughs> I, I hated the ending so much. <laughs> it's it's an ending you could see coming a mile away. Right. Oh yeah. Because they, they you can't end it where the love interests don't connect I, finally i 100 percent thought if they were going to go that route the only way to make it somewhat respectable is if they like do the whole they bump into somebody in town who happens to look like them yeah you know are, are they doing the wonder woman 84 ending yes yeah, sort, sort of, of yeah yeah that that's that would have been the only thing if you had to have those two guys show up but making them magic just like i was like all right i can suspend enough you know disbelief yeah, in watching these movies, but this is this is taking a little bit too far. Like she bumps into Paul, who's like, "Oh, I just opened up a new bakery right down the street from where you live." Yeah, like maybe I'll see you around. You yeah. better. <laughs> oh, speaking of his bakery, those cookies looked awful. <laughs> he looks so generic and so tasteless. I I can't imagine enjoying any of those. Those are probably just you know Pillsbury like sheet uh, sheet sheet cookies. Yeah. Nothing special. <laughs> Nothing about this movie is special. I think that's what we're getting at. It's just yeah, it's disappointing bland, in that. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, because like it feels like it should know better. Mm-hmm. It, it, this wasn't a Hallmark movie, right? Uh, no, I don't know. I think I saw that it might have been 
an original for the up network okay. which is like sort of lifetime but like with a christian little taste to it little flavor um, is this a kirk cameron run uh station not quite but i'm pretty sure that he doesn't have it blocked on his television <laughs> he's he's actively uh trying to get work there we will yeah. we can say uh up uh up tv it's an american basic cable television network that was founded to have a focus on gospel music it was expanded into family-friendly original movies series and special yeah there wasn't uh, the I didn't carol get... at one point but that's it yeah i didn't get any there was no like uh kirk cameron figure coming in and telling you how everything was connected to jesus right nope. Yeah, there wasn't it wasn't an overly religious tone no there's very little um yeah christianity yeah. besides facts of everybody saying merry christmas yeah it's very secular though christmas yeah yeah, yeah there's it's no very but you know you know no room at, at a time when it was illegal to say that right it's <laughs> it's very santa claus centric versus yeah. um versus jesus but, but again it was also very hot chocolate centric which makes two yes. movies in a row Yes, very into the hot chocolate. This also had poinsettias. So. Poinsettias, yeah. Poinsettias, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it one-ups saving Christmas in that <laughs> aspect. I mean, this one had poison plants in it, so. <laughs> True. And again, just cookies out the ass. Yeah. Cookies every... It felt like there was cookies in every scene. and An overabundance of cookies. <laughs> Could have done without it. Uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, I, I, I was very upset that the overall message was just run of the mill again you know no pun intended it was cookie cutter and there was a b storyline or b plot where the boss somehow makes it into holiday falls as scrooge and he gets a story that we kind of i guess is done off screen and then Mm -hmm. culminates at the end no no reason to have that plot line in there yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. What do you guys? He's a Scrooge, and then at the end, he's looking at the Christmas tree, and he's like, "Oh, he's he's figured it all out." That was his moment. Well, mm-hmm. it connects to what she says to him at the end, and I don't think they, I don't think they did a good job of showing that in Holiday Falls. I don't mm-hmm. think so either, because it just seemed you see him in maybe one or two scenes in Holiday Falls, and then at the end, it's you know the the little girl grabs his hand, and I realize it now. I yeah. know what Christmas is all about. Yeah, she says something what? like, you just needed some inspiration to melt your cold heart or something something to that extent. I or guess. stone heart or something. She says to him in the real world. And I guess that's what they were trying to go for. Like, they, he saw the salt, whatever they vegetable they put together and that, that brought him out of his Scroogeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. It's just, it wound up being just as promising as the synopsis was it just wound up being your run-of-the-mill lifetime hallmark bam like romance film yeah, it's yeah. just boring because it felt like it was gonna be more and for yeah. a girl that um watched so many of those movies she made all of the mistakes <laughs> right she really did yeah it's I, I think i think the the main issue with this movie was uh it, it felt it felt kind of rushed yeah. anthony you were saying that uh the it was written by uh paul and Lacey, right uh paul mm-hmm. uh brian doherty and kimberly doherty yep so it, it felt it felt a little rushed it felt it tried to get too cutesy and it, it came off as kind of cringe at times with it, its cute factor uh i i can't believe that chad is a is a heartthrob he he looks 
he looks like a regular guy. Yeah, he's a <laughs> he's solid not, six. Yeah, right. He's <laughs> he's just he's a regular dude. Uh, he's his voice is adequate, I guess. But I, I can't believe he's a uh, a famous musician. Again, he's he's got a dad bod going. Super chubby face. I, he's not a dreamboat at all. When they first show him, because he's in the very first scene, that's who the love interest is going to be? Are you kidding me? Right. You could do better. Yeah. I think I turned this on when, before I really sat down to watch this. I was like, last Thursday or Friday, I said to my wife, like, hey, you want to watch this with me? And she's like, yeah, sure. I'll watch this one movie with you. And in 30 seconds from that opening of seeing that guy's face, she's like, I don't think I want to watch this anymore. Yeah. Like, okay, right. we'll wa- I'll watch it some other time. Uh, so I turned it off immediately. But yeah, it's, yeah it, it, it missed the mark on a few things. Yeah. So A Christmas Movie Christmas from 2019 was directed by Brian Herzliger. He's directed The Christmas Switch, Twinkle All the Way, A Welcome Home Christmas, among other Christmas-themed romance movies. Stars Brant Doherty, Lana McKissick, Kimberly Doherty, husband and wife, Ryan Merriman, Randy Wayne, Bridget Duffy, Cleary Herzlinger, and Addie Stafford has an IMDb score of 5.7 and audience Rotten Tomato score of 46%. And it obviously doesn't have any budget. Uh, you guys want to get into the pop plot? Yeah, sure. Can I just say real quick, the, the, the director's name, that's quite a name. Herzlinger. Herzlinger, man. Yeah, that is a name. <laughs> that's a good director name right there. Brian Herzlinger. He should be directing good shit later on. <laughs> Dan, what do you got for us this week? All right, just going to give a, a quick shout out to our good friends, Tia and Brittany. They have a podcast called Coffee Break with Tia. Uh, it's basically Tia and Brittany just hanging out, discussing random topics. Just two friends shooting the shit, as I like to say. I, I don't know if they like that tagline, but I'm sticking with it. You can find it on Geek Vibes Nation. Go to gvnation.com, search Coffee Break with Tia. She's also on YouTube. Same thing, Coffee Break with Tia. You'll find all their videos there. Uh, Brittany streams on Twitch, Itty Bitty Brit. Go check her out. She's a variety streamer. She streams a bunch of different games. A lot of fun. So, so nice. They're both great people. Good friends of the podcast. Go give them a follow. Okay, great. And we are going to take a quick break, and you guys are going to listen to some messages from Friends of the Podcast. And we'll be back in a minute. Hey everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. It's me, George, from the best little horror house in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest at least. We've talked about groundbreaking classics like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Alien, but we've also got a lot of great ones coming up, including some very fun guests like Len Kabazinski of Swamp Zombies and Red Letter Media fame, Caroline Williams, the star of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and Chase Williamson from John Dies at the End. So make sure you're subscribe to the best little horror house in philly and i'll see you boils and ghouls over there and welcome back now time to get into the plot for a christmas movie christmas 
We open on a small mountain town in the middle of winter and some quote unquote hunk professes his love for a smiley woman in a in Christmas Cove. But it's actually a movie that a woman is watching while at work, which is bold. <laughs> With a standing slow. desk. Yeah. <laughs> this is why the, this is why her boss hates her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's slacking off. The hunk, quote unquote, is played by Ch- Chad Matthew Monroe, a staple of these holiday romantic movies in this universe. And the woman watching the movie is Eve and her sister Lacey shows up to retrieve her for the night and the holiday. It's Christmas Eve. Eve shows off some work she did as something extra to impress her boss, who shows up and tells her he needs something else done before the end of the day, which isn't actually her responsibility and he doesn't even know her name. So then they leave and later Eve decorates the apartment as she watches the same movie again. So I want to jump in here. He asked her to do that thing and have it on her desk by the end of the day. And then she just fucks off with Lacey. Yeah. By the way. Yep. I mean, it's not he's like asking her for some sort of timeline, but she's like a graphic designer. True. I guess that was the joke that but that was the thing that made me laugh. Yeah. Like, hey, get this on my desk for the end of the day. And then Lacey's like, are we out of here? So Lacey comes back to the apartment uh, after getting stood up and comments on the fact that the apartment is freezing because the landlord hasn't fixed the heat. Which, by the way, no landlord would get away with. Tell you right now. (laughs) <laughs> and, and those people be as nice as they are about it. Yeah, I I think you overestimate landlords, <laughs> Mark. As a landlord, I think you're a little a biased opinion. You know, oh, we're, every we're every one of you guys being on the up and up. Oh. Yeah, but they seem to be okay with it, which is probably my problem. This is also the before times. This is before True. everyone realized that landlords were shit people. Yeah, <laughs> before everyone was w- opened their eyes to it. Landlords shouldn't exist. They would be way more pissed off. Just saying. From <laughs> well, Eve's a pushover, right? We learned yeah, that. That's true. Yeah, that's consistent with her uh, her characterization. And also, she burned the gingerbread cookies. That's a thing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's weird. Like you mentioned, she's a pushover. When she's in Holiday Falls, she's not really much of a pushover. Like she takes charge of some sh- of uh, some stuff, doesn't she? Uh, she tries to, but then she gets bulldozed by Noel. Oh, the, the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She doesn't, so like confr- she doesn't like confrontation as a whole. That's kind of the reason why yeah. she she ruins everything with both Russell and Dustin. This is the name of the, the fucking romantic lead is Dustin in this movie. <laughs> and again, he's not even good looking. Yeah. He's, I mean, I think, at least Paul is a good looking dude. Yeah. Brant Brant is is pretty good. Oh, his his name is Brant Doherty. Brant Doherty is a good looking dude. He kind of reminds me. I don't I don't know if anybody has watched Fuller House, but he does remind me of Kimmy Gibbler's brother in it because he's got that same golden retriever energy. Imagine going through life with a name like Brant. They're good dogs, Brant. You couldn't even like you couldn't even name him Brent <laughs> or Brad or Brad. Right, it's right there. <laughs> Uh, uh, they argue over what they're going to watch on TV because Eve wants to watch Return to Christmas Cove, the one where they return to Christmas Cove, and Lacey wants to watch True Crime. And Eve's decorations blow fuse, and they decide to go get hot chocolate. They get their hot chocolate, and Eve talks about how much she wishes that life was like one of those Lifetime-style Christmas movies. Lacey basically says Eve is using these movies to disassociate from the real world, and Eve doesn't necessarily say that she's wrong. And a Salvation Army Santa overhears Eve say that she wants the perfect Christmas and asks if that's really her wish. She says yes, then gives him some money. Then Lacey does as well, and they head home. They fall asleep on the couch. When they are asleep, magic lights light up the room, 
And when they wake up, they're both in a big comfy bed dressed in Christmas pajamas. Confused, they look at each other and realize their hair and makeup are done, which they don't seem to mind. But then they head to look out the window and don't recognize where they are. So they think they've been kidnapped. So they go downstairs, armed with a candlestick and a decorative snowman. And they meet an older woman armed with a plate of cinnamon waffles. They seem she seems to recognize them as her granddaughters, but they've never seen this woman before in their lives. Regardless, they sit down to breakfast and they're basically the best waffles ever made. Talking with the old woman that they realize that Eve's wish has come true and that they are in a Christmas movie. To the light of Eve and the disdain of Lacey. And Eve brought in as soon as she ate the pan. As soon as she ate the Oh yeah. It, this could have been a kidnapping and she was okay with it. Yeah. I find it funny that you had to pay Santa to make your wish come true. <laughs> if you're good at something never if you're good at something never do it for free i guess right. hey, is like i've been doing this for for too long <laughs> yeah. i've missed out on millions <laughs> not anymore yeah he's got feet fixed to sell too <laughs> are you saying santa has an only fan of course yeah he, man that's unfortunate times are tough at the north pole i was trying to think on my feet and try and come up with an only fans pun that had to do with santa I can't think of one. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just not meant for that. Nope. I think OnlyFans is, is like the joke itself. So right. It, it covers it covers everything. It covers the... <laughs> like, can you imagine in Aladdin, he summons the genie. He's like, all right, man. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll turn you into a prince. That's going to be uh, 10 bucks. <laughs> it kind of defeats the purpose, genie, you know? And he does a little yeah. song and dance about why he needs the $10. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm addicted to crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> done in robin williams voice it's much more whimsical <laughs> r.i.p they go walking down main street and eve is so excited they see all the smiling faces carolers there's even a newspaper announcing a marriage between a prince and a commoner just like a lifetime movie and a poinsettia farm right there in the middle of town and then they see santa and children lining up and they meet a precocious little girl named london well, all she wants for Christmas is her dad to come back because he's we find out later he's at war. So even in in holiday falls, there's there's war in, yeah. <laughs> in this magical world. And but I'm glad it wasn't as dark as I thought they were going to go with. So that, come back in, yeah. a, in a bag. <laughs> oh, can you imagine that? Like they just they wheel him out like, oh, yeah, here you go, little girl. Here's your wish. <laughs> She's just talking with the. Uh, with Lacey and Paul, and then all of a sudden two, two soldiers, two officers come up to her and hand her a letter. <laughs> I didn't even go there. Yeah. Hand her the molded flag. Yeah, Love is like, can you read this for me? I can't read. And then Lacey has to read it. <laughs> Your dad was killed in action. Possibly by... Trying, to, sec- trying to secure Hezbollah. <laughs> like she, she has to like think on her feet, like, oh, uh... Yeah, uh, Dad is he's—he's uh, uh, he's staying for a little while longer. He re up. <laughs> he regrets to inform me he—he—he he, he will miss Christmas and maybe every other one. The maybe future. the next few Christmas. <laughs> yeah, poor London. Yeah, and they see Santa Grant that granted the wish. So Lacey cuts the line of children to interrogate Santa and demand some answers. He says that they have have to see the wish through before they can be sent back home i could see this out because i think that would be a more interesting movie Isn't sort that... of i mean all these movies that all these christmas stories that deal with magic are you know cut from the same cloth like it's a wonderful life is sort of that same vein right sure yeah, yeah. you know but so uh then they realize that they have a week before christmas so that they have a week to see the wish through 
Then a grandma comes up with important news about how the Christmas festival is in trouble because the festival planner has to go see his sick relative in another town. <laughs> so Eve volunteers her and Lacey to save the festival. So that's their uh, what they have to do. That's their task for this. After, after buying presents for grandma, Eve wonders where her romantic lead is. And then right on cue, she runs into the handsome single owner of the local inn who is looking for Eve so he can help her with the planning. After all, after that, Lacey wonders what her role is in all this. And then they run into Chad Matthew Monroe, who is Eve's boyfriend, much to Lacey's dismay. Chad Matthew Monroe is supposed to be named Russell, some sort of international pop star. He walks them home to Grandma's, then goes back to the inn. And Grandma brings them in to have so, some of her many cookies and to decorate. But first I, they must change into their some ugly Christmas sweaters. Yeah, so I, one thing back when they were in town, I did like the one running gag that... People were giving away things for free in mm-hmm. the town. And it was sort of like, how does this help? Right. Like, how, how can you run a business like this? How can that be a beneficial for free to lay? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, is that a trope in maybe one of you guys might know better. Is that usually a trope in, in these movies that no one pays for anything? It's probably a lot of times it's like, ah, it's on the house. OK, it's the like, oh, like Christmas spirit. You know, yeah, 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 or it's a free sample or something. Yeah, yeah. man, they're gonna be hurting next year. For, uh, the bottom <laughs> line, I really yeah. should not have given away yeah, the, uh, like two dozen cookies. <laughs> yeah, the, the joke in this movie is that you know, a poinsettia plant is something a little more expensive to give away than one cookie. Yeah, and I oh, think that yeah. was the joke they were going for. Also, there's a poinsettia farm in the middle of right the, the town, town square. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're probably like the uh. The, the cash drawer is light today. It's like $47. <laughs> we, well, we made a profit. <laughs> I, I would like to see the uh, the scene where the boss comes back. What do you mean we didn't make any money? Not, all the poinsettias are gone. Like, oh, well, you know, I couldn't say no to the, all the, the smiling faces. You idiot, I'm going to lose my, my house. <laughs> You're fired. It's Christmas, sir. <laughs> Uh, so they got changed with their Christmas sweaters, and then Eve decorates the tree like a savant, even though she's never had any decorating talent before. The next day, Eve meets with the handsome innkeeper, Dustin, to discuss their plans for the festival, and they're completely in sync right down to the location of a hot chocolate stand and the theme of the whole festival, which is Winter Wonderland. So clever. Mm-hmm. And they even have matching anal retentive binders about how to... I did like this joke, to be honest with you. Yeah. They both had binders that had their pictures in it for no reason of their 13 or 12 point plans to save the the uh, holiday festival. The, the one design joke I liked is how their photos were both like complementary of each other. Yeah. Like they like they were both showing something off at in mm-hmm. the same location. Yeah. Like Vanna White style. Yeah. yeah. Or like the uh, um, what's his name? The, oh, the kid from uh, High School Musical. Zach Efron. Oh, Zach the Zach Efron, Efron yeah. pictures. The memes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I I was very worried for a moment when you said anal and then binder. Like <laughs> you made that sound like anal bead kind of thing. Like I don't remember that being in this movie. Uh, uh, yeah, I must have uh, been watching a different movie. He might have been. <laughs> Christmas movie, Christmas XXX. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lacey is third wheel in as hell, and so she goes to leave. They run into a man that looks a lot like Eve's real-life boss who doesn't recognize them. Lacey goes into a bakery and literally falls into the arms of the handsome baker. 
Uh, it's played by a real life husband and wife. He introduces himself as Paul, and Paul has a real golden retriever energy to him. She asks him about fun stuff to do in town, and he says he's got he got into a snowball fight with a bunch of kids the other day, <laughs> and she thinks he's crazy, so she leaves. Probably the most truthful thing said in this movie. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dustin asks Eve to go caroling with him through town that night, so she agrees. And at night, Grandma at Grandma's, Lacey wonders why nothing magical has happened to her in town. And Eve tells her it's because she's a Scrinch, combination of a Grinch and Scrooge. Someone hated that? I didn't like that. <laughs> Can you imagine? So at, at like earlier in the movie, uh, Eve says her favorite movie is the uh, Return to Christmas Cove. So it's canon that How the Grinch Stole Christmas and A Christmas Carol are Christmas movies in this universe. Mm-hmm. And you pick Return to Christmas Cove over both of those? Uh, at worst, the Lewis Carroll book, right? It's Lewis Carroll, right? Am I... Uh, Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. Dickens, I'm sorry. Um, at least his book is in the world for, for this, for the, for the Scrooge reference. Right. Um, but yeah, it does mean that the Grinch Who Stole Christmas is in there. Mm -hmm. What about a Muppet Christmas Carol? That might be canon. That's far (laughs) better than Return to Christmas Cove. Yeah. I think, I mean, their definition of what is a Christmas movie is specifically these sorts of movies, right? Yeah. It has to be. Yeah, that's the joke. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a Christmas movie, and that's like literally any type of Hallmark Lifetime movie. God, I can't imagine picking any Hallmark movie over what we have now. Yeah, um, it's impossible. I wonder right. if this movie fills all the bingo cards. It probably does. There. What if they did a Stalk by My Doctor Christmas movie? Oh, I'd watch boy. that. Yes. So it would be Lifetime. That would be something. Oh, you could totally do a Stalk by My Doctor Christmas Carol twist. Right? <laughs> by Scrooge? Yeah. Well, like stock, so it's Doctor Beck, okay. but you just do a movie that's just like a, a send up of a Christmas Carol. Now, is he visited by uh, victims, former victims? Yes, he's no, he's he's visited by versions of himself, like vacation oh, back. That's even yes. better. Yeah, <laughs> and that just means more Eric Roberts. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The more Eric Roberts, the better. The ghost of Christmas Present is the one who wears the Hawaiian shirts. Yes, vacation Beck. Yes, yes. <laughs> this needs to happen. Oh man, let's get yeah. Lifetime on the phone. This is this is a yeah. This is gotta, the one. gotta edit this all out. Man. This is the one. No, like think about it, right? The, the ghost of Christmas Past is like all the women that he like the first time he stalked, mm-hmm. and then obviously go to the future, and it's like him being stabbed to death by one of the future uh, women he stalks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just like getting brutally murdered. Like, oh, I can change. I can change. I'll be more <laughs> careful. I won't get caught next time. You're missing the point. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be so great. Like the crit, like the twist of the of a Christmas Carol is that he learns the wrong lesson. Yeah, because <laughs> that's so on brand with him. Yeah. Oh, I'll man. use a different sedative next time. Knocks them out for even longer. Yeah, let's just end this episode right here and let's go write this movie. Yeah, we can't get any better. We literally <laughs> we have peaked. Yeah. <laughs> so then Russell comes to the door as a surprise and meets Grandma. And then they have dinner where Eve asks Russell to perform at the Christmas festival. And he also kind of acts just rude in general towards everybody. Just kind of acts her better. A commoner. Yeah. And he thinks it's great PR to do this Christmas festival. So he's in. And he gives her a necklace with Christmas colors and leaves. 
Then Eve immediately leaves to go caroling with Dustin, and Lacey goes for a walk so she doesn't have to bake cookies with Grandma. Then a knockoff version of that Josh Groban Christmas song plays as Lacey sits outside a cup a coffee shop on her bench by herself. I couldn't tell if it was a, a Josh the Josh Groban song knockoff or a Where Are You Christmas knockoff. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure I felt like it was the one from Polar Express. Yeah. That's Josh Groban, right? Yeah. Yeah. Magic. You know that one. <laughs> Pretty good. Moments. That I, song. I immediately turn the radio off if I hear that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's got. That's one of the worst Christmas songs to have come out in the past twenty years. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. I don't really like Polar Express though. Me neither. I, and I don't. I don't find it's. It's. It's Josh Groban and Michael Bublé. I, I cannot stand Michael Bublé. He is mm-hmm. standing on the shoulder of giants when it comes <laughs> to Christmas music. Yeah, because he uh, can't he, write a song himself, right? He cannot. No, it's a, I'm Sinatra 2.0, essentially. Yeah. Poor man Sinatra. And I, I had a, uh, on the way to work, I've been listening to uh, Christmas songs. And I'll put on a playlist, like, oh, you know, give me... The top 100 Christmas songs, and there's far too much Michael Bublé yep. in there. Yeah, that's the problem with like Pandora yeah. stations too. It's like if you do like Modern Christmas, it's all Michael Bublé. Terrible. And then it's like terrible. All right, like, where's then my Harry Connick Jr.? Yeah, oh, it's like give me classic Christmas songs, and then it's all like the standards, guys. It's like where's like the 80s songs? Where's a very yeah. special Christmas in this right. in this mix? Uh, you know, I want to hear, I wanna hear Madonna play sing Santa Baby. You know, yeah. Or Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus comes to town. I want to hear Paul McCartney sing about witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you a song that doesn't get enough play on the radio, in in my opinion. Uh, Billy Squire, "Christmas is the time to say I love you." Yep, fucking absolutely. rocks. I love that song. Fucking slaps, I, bro. It slaps. Yeah. Oh, it there is you go, so, Dan. You finally found a song that slaps. It's yeah, it's <laughs> it's great. I love that. Tom Petty. It's Christmas time. Uh, was it a Christmas time again? Yep. Oh, the Kinks, good. Father Christmas. Oh, so good. <laughs> I was. I just heard that song last year. I had no idea it existed. Mm-hmm. Great one. So good. We digress, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about again? Ah, uh, this movie. Uh, this movie? Extremes got a good Christmas movie. Can't remember what, which song. Oh, which, it's got a good Christmas song. I never heard that. I think Slade has a pretty good song too. I feel like we've talked about this on a, on a past podcast. I think last year we talked about our favorites yeah. that weren't the Christmas uh, time again. Christmas time again. I gotta yeah, know. I don't know that one. Gotta, that's a good I gotta one. Check that that's out. on a very special Christmas too. Okay, check that out. Just real quick, did you guys ever see the? Because um, Mark brought up the the witchcraft. Did you guys ever see the meme of uh? It's from the the Get Back documentary. And it's Paul. It's Paul saying, "Hey, maybe we should write a song about just having a wonderful Christmas time." And it goes around. It goes around the room. It's like, no, no, fuck no. And then the next one is Paul saying, "I have to break up the Beatles." <laughs> That's a, I, that would be such a great twist as to why it's not Yoko. It, it was Paul not getting his way. Yeah. Um, and then a Christmas card appears on the bench next to her. And it's a handmade personalized Christmas card made by Paul, who just so happened to have it on him. And he asks her to go out, go with him to the animal shelter the next day to volunteer. And she agrees. But he says it's a date and she would really rather not label it as such. But he leaves thinking it's a date and kicks up his heels so much because he's excited. Then Eve meets with Dustin to go caroling. And it winds up that it's, it's only them caroling. 
and they sing. And even though she says that she's not any good, she winds up being pretty good, actually. Yeah. And they take a carriage ride and Dustin talks about his dreams of buying a historical building and renovating it into an inn. And she says stuff that I didn't bother to write down. In the morning, Lacey is a, is awoken and sees a card addressed to her on the outside of the bedroom window, and then several more on the trees outside their grandmother's house. This is the time where I go to the police. If I'm this, this is like this is the part where the movie's going in a, the right direction. Like yeah. this is this is what I want to see. This is kind of I want to see the story progress and. It get him just not getting it and get increasingly creepy. All in the yeah. name of like, cause it's Christmas. Um, but it it just falls into the same trappings that is trying to lampoon. Mark, yeah, they make a joke. Be, uh, how how great would it be if she goes to the police and it's uh, original Val Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> Mayor's here to see it. <laughs> that'd, that'd be so cool. If he's uh, like he's the. The only policeman in the entire town. That would be great. And I'm sure yeah. they could have called. Yeah, he would yeah. absolutely do that. <laughs> and yeah, and I like how they pass off the fact that he drew her sleeping as something cute. <laughs> Pretty funny, too. That's yeah. that's a good moment. Creepy. Like, that yeah. is a good moment. Like, I like Paul in this movie. There's a there's a yeah. movie there. And it probably ends with Lacey's head, like, severed, probably. Like, sleepaway camp style? Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, That would be be so dark. Uh, I I dig it. Yeah. Eve says that she wants to break up with Russell because she likes uh, Dustin, but Lacey says that she's not exclusive to him and just stick with both of them because he is an international pop star after all. And Lacey goes to talk to Paul about his stalkerish behavior. So later, Eve and Dustin get the town square ready for the festival. And Noelle, Dustin's ex, shows up and struts her big city energy all over the place. Yep. She sticks her nose into the festival and into Dustin and Eve's relationship. And meanwhile, Lacey goes to see Paul, who's making cookies with the precocious little girl, London. Lacey tells Paul that he has to stop giving her cards because it's creepy and weird. <laughs> but then London takes one out of his pocket and guilts Lacey into taking yeah. another one, which is literally just a drawing of her sleeping from the perspective of her bedroom window. It's a great mo- This is a great moment. This is the best moment of the movie. The underrated moment of this, you might re- uh, remember, Ant. Um, is the fact that she says this is the last one or something like that, and then he looks in his pocket or no, don't draw me sleeping anymore. He looks in the pocket and there's like six cards. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty Yeah. Meanwhile, Noelle is really starting to take over the festival planning and starting to turn it into a real big city sort of thing, which is not like holiday falls at all. No. Minimalist. What's this shit? Yeah. Lacey and Paul say goodbye to London, and Lacey tells Paul that she can't remember the last time she had this much fun decorating cookies with him talks about how she doesn't usually stay in one place very long she wishes she could talk to santa santa and he says sure i'll take you to him meanwhile dustin and eve get closer and almost kiss but then she remembers russell and feels like she can't kiss him and paul takes Lacey to see santa who magically appears in the town square she tells santa that she doesn't know why she's here and eve's wish and he tells her that she had a wish too and that maybe she should work on getting her wish by giving people a chance like Paul's reaction to Santa. It's like it's no big deal that he just appears and disappears. And he's like, oh, Santa! <laughs> oh, there he is. He's yeah. usually over there. Oh, oh there he is. <laughs> Eve goes to break up with Russell, and before she does, he apologizes for being an ass in front of her sister or grandma, and now she falls for him. Typical uh, abusive relationship. 
Yeah. Big time. The sisters reconvene to talk about how they both failed to break up with the respective suitors. And Noelle overhears Eve talk about how she was planning to break up with Dustin. Lacey goes to talk to Paul and invites her to dinner with Dustin and Eve. And he says he'd love to. Dustin and Eve work on the festival and Lacey brings Paul. None of the vendors have shown up and Dustin thought no that Noelle was supposed to talk to Paul about cookies. And then Noelle shows up with Russell and drops the bomb on everyone that Eve was kind of seeing both Dustin and Russell. I mean, she hey. was in the wrong. Well, was yeah, she? Dustin, think... never, ne- they never set their parameters on their relationship. I don't know. I, I think it's, it's, you know, it just, it was set in stone when she got into that, into that world, unfortunately. In terms of Russell, yes. Technically, yeah. he introduces himself as the boyfriend in the beginning. So, right. yes, Russell, she seems like she has a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, but not with Dustin. Oh, not with Dustin, yes, that, that is correct. Mm-hmm. And for a girl that watches all these Christmas movies, uh, she didn't see this one coming. She stepped well, right into it. It sounds so, it's so much easier on paper, though, does, isn't exactly. it? Yep. Because yep. Russell just uh, flashing those baby blues at her. She melts with his solid six face. <laughs> right. I've never had a six before. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably not. Is is Eve a virgin? 100%. Right? Yeah, 100%. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think she is. I think that's the issue, right? She disassociates yeah. from her her life. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's probably a very scary thing for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she hasn't met the guy that's like the person from the Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. So Russell gets upset and says he won't play the festival. Dustin cold shoulders her and walks off. And then Eve runs off. Uh, Noel catches up to Dustin and bends his ear about a new direction for the festival. And he sees a shitty looking tree with big city energy. And apparently Noel spent the whole budget on really fancy hot chocolate. So now there's no money for anything like lights, decorations or a Christmas tree or presents for the children. Yeah. So everyone is upset and Dustin thinks they need to cancel the festival. Lacey feels bad for Eve, but fall. Paul tells her that she'll think of something because he believes in her. But Lacey pushes him away. And as she always does, apparently she always pushes people before they get too close. Then Eve sees London and upsets her because Eve says she doesn't think her wish is going to come true. And then London thinks that means her wish won't come true, which again is to get her dad back from war. <laughs> yeah, this really doesn't fit anywhere. Yeah, I was I was still thinking he was dead at this point. <laughs> I don't the girls tell you, kid, your your dad's dead, all right? <laughs> Christmas isn't real. It's coming home in a body bag, kid. Get it together. <laughs> sure, sure, you uh your Christmas wish will come through. Your your dad will, will come back. Wink. Wink. I'm sure In he'll pieces. be back any day. Oh, God. In a pine <laughs> box. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's uh, that that's the uh, the director's cut. <laughs> the girls commiserate at night and both have had the worst day and they just go to bed. Next morning, it's Christmas now and both are pretty surly in the morning. Eve tells Lacey she has a problem not settling down and moving on from relationships and jobs, etc., Lacey tells Eve that she's letting her life pass her by. So Lacey leaves and Grandma tells Eve basically to lighten the fuck up. And if she has a problem, she shouldn't give up. Because she's Eve goddamn whatever her last name was. Bell. Bell. Right. So with some new resol- renewed z- resolve, Eve sets out to fix the Christmas festival. And this is where my notes end. But I'm pretty sure what the end is, is that she starts to take control of the festival. And then Russell decides, you know what? I'm not going to stop doing the festival because I'm a nice guy. And then um, Dustin helps her also because he's a nice guy and they wind up the festival is a hit and the version of Eve's boss in the Christmas world decides that, you know, Christmas 
is a little bit more than presence and his heart grows three sizes that day or whatever. And then precocious London's dad comes home with all his extremities um, <laughs> from war that we know of that we know of, you know, we don't He's know wearing pants. He's right. wearing pants. Um, and then everybody's happy. And then that means that their wishes have come true. So they kiss their respective bows yeah. and then yeah. those crazy lights come back. Yeah, they do two things here. That's very Christmas movie. They drink the hot chocolate and it ends up being great. So that means that Noel wasn't completely useless. So yeah, she sure. gets a redemption. And then they set up Russell and Noel, apparently. Right, right, yeah, right. You know, everybody yeah. has a match, I think Eve says. Yeah, except for Grandma. Yeah. Uh, maybe Grandpa's just set him up with for... Santa. Grandpa's yeah. been dead for 20 years, so it's, yeah. it's too late. <laughs> Grandma ain't dead. <laughs> well, her life, she's been just basically stuck making baked goods. That's that's what her role is in life. Making sure baked a man goods. in his 60s doesn't have diabetes, willing to... Uh... Oh, why not like how Ernest saves Christmas, right? When yeah. Santa becomes a regular dude and he meets the, the librarian. Sure, yeah. Yeah, get that going. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and then the magical lights appear and... Eve and Lacey get transported back to their shitty apartment and they wake up and it's Christmas Day. Christmas Day, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Um, so Eve takes the the lessons she learned and goes to the office and shows her boss who's there for some reason because he hasn't learned a lesson. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I want to like, is that part of the story? Did he get trapped in like, does he have he doesn't have memories of being in that in that world, right? <laughs> Why would Not he get sucked? Aware of. Why would he yeah. get sucked into Eve's wish? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So she tells him her proposal for whatever that spring fling catalog, and he really likes it. So she has a better relationship with her boss, and he says, "Merry Christmas, Eve." Just in case you didn't realize why her name was Eve throughout this entire movie. Yeah. Um, and she goes back, and then the the dudes appear, uh, Paul well, and Dustin. Well, Paul appears when they wake up. Because they mm-hmm. smelled the cinnamon waffle. Right. And then he pops up in the kitchen. Right, right, What right. if it was the grandma who shows up and not the guys? <laughs> that was great. They had now have two grandmas. Oh yes. my God, maybe it's Paul. Nope, it's grandma. <laughs> and then they, so these two guys are now full-fledged human beings with social security cards and <laughs> um, I guess birth certificates. And they live in this world. Um, and that's yeah, basically. Santa knows how to forge. yeah, yeah. yeah. He he sets them all up. They're probably just NPCs, though, right? They have no they have no free will. And oh, then they not. and then they bring back uh, the callback from an hour before, where when they're talking about going back to town, and Lacey says, "Return to Chris, return to whatever it's called." Holiday oh, falls. falls. Oh, holiday falls. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, ah, no. So these these two guys are like specific NPCs for Christmas time. So once Christmas ends. I feel like their magic ends. Like they know. may they may stay yeah, they, in the real world, but then they just turn into just shitty guys. Yeah. Like Paul just guys. runs a uh, struggling bakery. Right. Paul, you can't right. keep giving away our cookies. We're we're barely making ends meet. After Christmas, Lacey has to come to terms with his obvious learning disability. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> big time. <laughs> That's. I wish they had leaned more heavily into that. He's he <laughs> has the mentality of a child. Yeah. And more or less, that's the end of a Christmas movie Christmas. He uh, has to deal with the fact that Dustin is just, you know, again, a five, five and a half at best. Yeah. 
She's really sh- selling herself short. Yeah, she settled. Yeah. He outkicked his coverage. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I mean, not yeah. fine. It's dis- <laughs> It's still... <laughs> What's the opposite of fine? <laughs> it's disappointing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because it has such a... It, it's a clever idea um, that they don't really see through to the end. Right. Yeah, this really should have been Eve and Lacey just pulling apart the tropes and, you know, not, again, not needing uh, a man to solve your Christmas woes or save the town, you know, it's like, yeah, they're, like, they're there, like, no, we, we got this, we'll handle this, and mm-hmm. Lacey finding joy from herself and not from falling in love, uh, yeah, because to me, I feel like that's the wrong message you're giving out, you could only enjoy the holidays if you're with somebody, no, I mean... I've spent plenty of Christmases alone. It's not terrible. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I think your self worth comes from other factors. Yeah, and they could have they could have Eve or Lacey, one of them, be more like that person in like a time loop movie where they keep going. No, you're gonna do this. Look, I do this, and the tree is decorated. Why does that happen? Yeah, right. You know, doing more of that in the movie. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. Uh, you guys want to yeah. plug your shit and get out of here? Uh, I'm not going to plug anything of my stuff. Just uh, I'll, I'll do a shameless plug for us. Uh, leave us a good review on iTunes. Uh, we're on Spreaker. We're on uh, Google Play. We're on we're on a bunch of different shit. Just uh, interact with us on Twitter too at the main Damie. We're uh, we're a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, yeah, that's it. I, I have nothing really cool to say. Yeah, so uh, we have Stranger Damies, our D and D podcast. Uh, by the time you hear this, um, it'll be two weeks to the finale, um, the final episode that we uh, record it. Um, uh, so be sure to check that out. Um, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Stranger Damies. Um, we're going to continue the campaign um, off podcast. So if you're interested in story, we might have updates with photos and captions and stuff like that um, on the Instagram and Twitter. And then we might do some check-ins every so often um, uh, podcast-wise. Um, so if you are interested, just follow us on our socials and we'll try to keep you updated the best we can. Um, and then we have our, uh, gaming podcast, uh, the game vault podcast, which is every other Monday. You can find us on all, uh, podcast platforms and we're on Instagram, Twitter, all socials at game vault pod. We also have a Twitch channel. It's twitch.tv slash game vault pod. We stream currently three days a week, uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Uh, Mondays is uh, retro a night, basically, and uh, Wednesday is our multiplayer shooter night, um, and Thursday is my uh, co-op night that that I host. Um, me and uh, Jen just finished playing through the, according to the Game Awards, the 2021 Game of the Year, uh, It Takes Two. Um, so it was a fun ride. We had a good uh, good amount of fun with the episode with the uh, with the game. So. Uh, be sure to check that out. Everything is on YouTube if you missed any past streams um, or if you want to watch full playthroughs of things, um, they're on there. Yep, and that's about it. Okay. And we are They Called This Movie. You can find us every podcast streaming app just by searching They Called This Movie. Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us there. TheMainDamie.com is our main website and you can find us on all socials just by searching The Main Damie. So that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
Just look for the main Damien and we'll pop right up. We're proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com and on all socials and all podcast streaming apps just by searching Geek Vibes Nation. Tons of great shows. If you're into geek stuff, there's surely a show for you. We're on TikTok. You can hit us up at TikTok at They Called Smoothie. Just search for They Called Smoothie and we'll come up on there. And if you have any questions, comments, you want to suggest a movie to us, hit us up at the main at gmail.com. That's our Gmail account. Uh, if you have some time, if you really like the show, uh, go on your podcatcher of choice. Give us a five-star review. Really helps us out. Really helps us get seen. Um, and that's going to wrap it up this week. The director of A Christmas Movie Christmas is Brian Herzlinger. So for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony DeVecchio telling Brian Herzlinger, well, you certainly made a movie, didn't you?